Welcome to the Brain Hickey Podcast, resources for marketers and entrepreneurs to help you leave a long-lasting mark on your audience, what I call a brain hickey. I'm your host, Adam Benzman. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to the Brain Hickey Podcast. I'm super excited about today's podcast. We're going to be talking about building an emotional brand, an emotional product, and an emotional brand message and why it's the most important thing you can do. And you're going to say, Adam, that's crazy. What about the copy? What about my sales funnels? What about my email campaigns? This here is the backbone to those program success, to how good your copy is, to how <clears throat> how highly converting your sales funnel is, how, you, how many replies and opens your emails get. Now, building this emotional experience is so important for this reason. Decisions are driven by emotions. We've said this a million times. We buy to seek pleasure or to avoid pain. So let me use this example. Now, I live up in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And at a lot of the uh, local stores, they sell ponchos and umbrellas at the cash register. Now, why is that? Because the weather here is so unpredictable, it can change in a flash. And we get a lot of, um, especially in the summer, storm, excuse me, summer storms that come through, some, some rain that dumps pretty aggressively with some high winds. So you're a tourist in my town, and you're here to have a good time. Do you want to be wet and uncomfortable? Of course not. So if it starts to rain and you're not prepared, and you walk into a store and there's an umbrella there, and you're consciously thinking to yourself, boy, this umbrella or this poncho is highly overpriced. I have a ton at home, but I'm cold and wet now. Do I buy it? And the answer is yes. These things fly off the shelves. It's amazing. So this sample here, from a cognitive standpoint, makes no sense to buy, right? The rain's going to last an hour. Great. You're going to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Change your clothes. You're good to go. But we make these decisions to seek comfort, to avoid the discomfort of being wet. So I'm reading this book right now called How Bad Do You Want It? It's by Matt Fitzgerald, and it's an exercise psychology book. And, and I read this this morning as I just started the book, and it's on page 8. And I'm going to read this chapter to you on page 8. Many aspects of endurance performance that were always presumed to be biological in nature are known to be mind-based. To give one example, studies by Paul Larson of Australia's Edith Cohen University and other researchers have demonstrated that, except in extreme cases, dehydration, which is biological, does not cause athletes to slow down in races. Instead, the psychological condition of feeling thirsty does. Okay, I'm going to read that last sentence again. Except in extreme cases, dehydration, which is biological, does not cause athletes to slow down in races. Instead, psychological condition of feeling thirsty does. Okay, so what he's saying here is feeling thirsty is really what kind of drives us to that point of deciding to not give it our all in a race or whatever it is. So the feeling, but not the actual biological effects of dehydration. Okay, this is powerful stuff. Feelings are more powerful than our biological response. Now, Oren Cleff in the book Pitch Anything, which if you haven't read, I highly, highly encourage, he talks about presenting concepts to what he calls the, the mammalian brain. Now, that's the one that makes emotional decisions, right? Kind of that fight or flight response and, and, and allows us to kind of tap into our intuition on how we do things. And he says that decisions are first made by our emotions and they're later verified by our cognitive processes. 
This is a place people go wrong a lot with writing or describing their product or services. They get they get so caught up in this cognitive aspect, right? The technical description. And I'm gonna come into that later on in the podcast and talk about how we avoid that and how we turn those technical aspects into a story. So first, I wanna dive into the difference of feelings versus emotions. Now this may seem heady right now, but I'm gonna walk you through two exercises. I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes. And I promise when we get done with these two visualizations, you're gonna have an aha moment. So let's begin. So close your eyes. Imagine you're on a walk in the woods or you're on a hike in the mountains. You round this blind corner. The trail busts through the dense woods, takes an abrupt left turn, and it leaves you on the edge of a 200-foot cliff. There's a sheer drop to jagged rocks below. Being out of the woods, the wind kicks up. You feel a little uneasy and the wind's tossing your body around on the very edge of this cliff just inches from your feet. Now, that feeling... When you close your eyes and you hear this story in the pit of your stomach, is likely fear. Now, if you were in that situation, your immediate response would be pretty simple, wouldn't it? You'd take a step back. Now, the emotions, again, so the feeling was fear. The emotions are evoked by a situational context surrounding that fear. The, the sort of the story that plays through your mind and your body about what could happen if the wind blew harder right? About falling to your jagged death off this cliff and what cliff and what would happen once you're down there? Is help going to come? And is your significant other and family going to be able to cope? So the story is the, is brought about from the emotional context. Okay. Another visualization. Consider this, close your eyes. You're at a stoplight in your car and you're behind the wheel and you're near school. School's letting out. Children are running from the school to start walking home. And in this day and age, they have their iPads, iPhones, whatever it is, and the student walks out, and you see he's got these earbuds in. He's wearing his headphones, and he walks through the crosswalk in front of you at the stoplight, and he doesn't look both ways. An 18-wheeler is speeding towards the intersection, and this child unknowingly takes a single step into the street in front of that 18-wheeler as it's coming down him, and you're stuck behind the wheel of your car helpless. What is that feeling you have in the pit of your stomach? It is likely fear, or stronger yet, horror, what you might witness. Now, your immediate response for most people is likely going to be to freeze because you don't have any other options. Maybe honk the horn, if anything. So the emotional context, the story that is built based on this fear, based on the circumstances, the snap judgment that your mind says, your mammalian part of your brain says, I'm behind the car, I don't have time to get out. There's nothing I can do. Maybe I can honk the horn. So the story, the sadness, the emotions are the story, the sadness, the trauma of what could happen, the story we tell ourselves. So the reason for sharing these stories is to identify how powerful feelings are. So feelings come first and then emotions second. Feelings are that raw response. Emotions are the, the contextual story. So if we can cre create a strong feeling, with everyone that interacts with our brand, we become highly memorable, emotional. We can increase engagement and increase the likelihood of converting that visitor into a customer. So now, of course, you're probably wondering, Adam, well, how do we do that, right? This is easier said than done. And it really isn't. It's quite simple. And if you stay tuned, I am going to be coming out with some, some more instructions and some more trainings on how to do this. And I'm going to give you the broad context right now. You need to storyboard your brand. 
Now, let's take Boo Bicycles, for example. They're a client of mine who sells high-end, handcrafted bicycles out of bamboo. It's not really an emotional sale, right? It's a bicycle. It's, a, it's an inanimate object. Now, of course, maybe you say, hey, there's a thrill of riding a bike, and I myself am a cycling enthusiast. But think again. It is emotional. It's just a matter of how we make it emotional. How do we evoke those feelings for people? So we're sitting down, we're, we're working on our first copy project together. And we need to explain the reasons why the bikes are built from bamboo, these race-winning bikes out of bamboo, right? It's kind of against the grain. Ha, ah, funny, right? Against the grain. Wood, wood has grain. Okay, so it's quite a technical explanation, really. And these guys are, are brilliant. They're both from Princeton, and they are very analytical thinkers and very technical thinkers. So we need to explain these three concepts, right, to explain. To, to really drive in someone who's searching for a high-end bike. Why am I going to get one out of bamboo and not all these other materials that are known in the, in the high-performance bike industry like carbon fiber or titanium and steel and things like that? So there's three main points. We need to talk about handling characteristics, durability, and comfort. Now watch how we did this. So I'm sitting down and I'm chatting with the guys at Boo, and I hear about these technical components of bamboo, which, by the way, bamboo... It's four times stronger than steel. And it's also more flexible than carbon fiber, right? Carbon fiber is really light and strong, but there's this lateral torsion. So already you're probably lost. Like, Adam, I don't know anything about bikes. Or if you do, this is like, you know, I'm lost here. But I'm going to reel you back in. I'm going to talk about how he storyboarded this brand. First, we're going to transform this into a story. So comfort handling characteristics and durability, talking about the soft ride or the lignin in the bamboo. This doesn't mean anything for people. It's not emotional. We don't evoke feelings. So we're going to work from story to basic concept to technical. And we're going to anchor this concept into something that's well known to us. We're going to show, don't tell. So enough of this description. I'm going to show you how we did it. So the headline for comfortable, right? And in comfort, we could say, hey, our bikes are comfortable because they ride really soft. So we had a headline saying, a bike so comfortable you forget it's between your legs. And then we told a story about how we receive emails from seasoned riders who say, this thing is so comfortable I sometimes forget I'm on a bike. Now if you're an avid cyclist, or if you've ever ridden a bike, sometimes they're not the most comfortable thing to be on for a long time. So immediately we're going to have this feeling. We're going to relate to the brand in a different way. And then our emotional context will create our own story about our experience with our bicycle. And from there, from the story, we can go to the basic concept of why is it comfortable down to the technical. So it's almost like a funnel, right? We're going from, from no level of awareness. We're going to anchor a concept to anyone to understand. Then we're going to talk about the core functionality and then go down to the technical. So we're going to kind of narrow our focus as we go. Now, the next thing we needed to talk about was handling characteristics. And here we're talking about how in the corner the tires bite and the, the torsional compliance of the frame. But again, you're going to lose people. So we came up with this title. How do we talk about handling things? The subtle, subtle quality that's soft yet uh, engages the road, almost kind of like a Porsche 911. Oh, look at that. Everyone knows what it's like to drive in a car. And this audience is usually a wealthier audience. They likely have a Porsche or have driven in one, so they can relate to that. But now we said, okay, they can relate to that, but that's very, mm, you know, a straight analogy. So we need to take it one step higher, create a feeling and a story about it. So we have the subtitle of 
handles curves like yoga pants. Now, everybody knows that yoga pants are supportive and yet stretchy, and they certainly emphasize your curves for better or for worse. But again, it engages the audience and creates a feeling, right? The emotion for that is going to be more comical. They're going to bond. They're going to get it. Everybody gets it. It's edgy. And we can understand, hey, they handle curves like yoga pants. And then we go down to the concept of why, right? It's supportive all the time, and it's going to handle all the curves with perfect contour and keep you connected to the pavement. And then we go into the technical. So instead of just boring with this technical detail, we story to concept to technical, story to concept to technical, and anchoring this to things that anybody knows about. And for most audiences, with rare exception, one of my clients is an attorney. So when we write you know, legal blogs and things like that, we have to have this level of rapport with other attorneys. But whenever we write for the general public, we need to tone it down to somewhere between that fifth and eighth grade level that anybody could read that article that actually was an email that we wrote for Boo Bicycles. And after reading it, they're going to understand the difference. Why bamboo? Handles curves like yoga pants. So next time you're embarking on your copy journey, if you're rebranding your company, which I'm helping a company do right now to create this feeling when they interact with their brand, we need to focus on doing everything we can to elicit a feeling. Maybe it's hope, maybe it's fear, maybe it's excitement or anticipation. And let the emotions, that contextual story, build in the mind's eye of your reader. When we do this, we get great engagement, either in social media, responses from email campaigns, open rates on autoresponders, and people connect with it. And when we can transform that buying experience to seeking pleasure or avoiding pain, it doesn't need to be brought about by this analytical concept. We want to ignite the buying impulse and let the analytical part of the mind say, hey, I qualify this. I verify that this is a good buying decision, even if it is negatively impacted or positively impacted by that emotional response. So that's all we got for this week's podcast. And I invite you and challenge you to take a look at your brand. And if you're a marketer and you work with a variety of other brands, please take a look at every single interaction point from email campaigns to videos to web copy to your social media presence to your blogs and your content strategy and get to the bottom of this. Can Are we building and can I build an emotional experience for every interaction that someone's going to have with this brand? Hey, thanks again for listening. Access all your supplementary podcast goodies at brainhickey.com. Don't forget to click subscribe for new episode alerts. And hey, if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This is Adam Benzman signing off the Brain Hickey Podcast.